Oh, look at you this morning. Y'all look good. Look good. Hey, look at the person next to you and say, you look good. But not as good as me. Some of y'all said that with a little too much swag. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being here this morning at Eastgate Church. Thank you so much, everyone, watching online. If you would, take a second, hit that like button, hit that share button, and help us reach as many people as we can with the message today. You guys in-house, you can feel free to do that, too. Check in, let people know that you're here, uh, share the live stream, uh, just watch the volume on that phone so we don't have some crazy stuff bouncing around here, uh, but, but feel free to do that. Feel free to check your phones. I believe you can follow along with the message notes today on version. so we encourage you to do that too. All the stuff will be on the screens though this morning, and uh, man, I'm telling you, we got a lot to celebrate yeah, we today. Do. We have a lot to celebrate today. I love this time of year because right around the end of February, we hit the brakes and we look back on the previous year and we celebrate what God has done. And then right about annual business meeting Sunday, which is next week, we begin to look forward to what we believe God is going to do through our church um, in the upcoming year. And it's funny because this time last year, we were having a conversation like this that was going to propel us into uh, an amazing year of ministry. And we're celebrating today what we discussed back then. And hopefully this time next year, we'll be celebrating even bigger things that we've been able to see God do through us that we're discussing this year. So it is, it's real awesome. I, I, I want to talk to you guys, but I'm so distracted because I got my wife up here today and she looks good this morning, doesn't she? She's a good looking lady. Um, I don't expect all the men to clap for that, but the ladies, y'all can help her out. <laughs> but, but you look good. It's fun having you up here today. Um, this, this whole year, I think, has been about taking steps, taking next steps in our walk with God and into our calling with God, you know, and who God's calling us to be as, as we grow into that image that he had in his mind when he created us, and taking next steps individually, taking next steps as a church. And I tell you, we've already seen God do so much in and through this church so far this year. It's amazing. And I get so excited because God always does something in you before he does something through you. And he's more concerned about what's happening right here than what you accomplished to put down on a piece of paper and say, look what we did. He wants us to become who he's called us to be. And we started out this year talking about next steps and priorities, and we went into uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church, and I'm telling you, that was one of the most powerful 21 days of prayer and fasting we have had since we started doing it. It's been amazing to see what God has been doing inside of us and seeing people step up to answer the call to ministries. It's just been a, an amazing journey so far this year. But we're ready to continue that journey. You know, um, every journey begins with a step, but it continues with a step too. And we don't just want to stay where we are. Now, how many of you would say, Pastor Josh, I don't want to stay where I am in my walk with God, in my calling with God, and who, yeah, I wouldn't want to either because to stay still means that you're stagnant. And to be... And really, there is only moving forward in your relationship and your walk with God because the second you stop moving forward, you're really sliding backwards. You know what I mean? And, and the enemy can have a, a, just a, a heyday with you, and we don't want to give him the opportunity to do that. When you look in Scripture, the pattern is move forward one step at a time. Trust God in what he's leading you into. And I want to start this morning with a passage of Scripture that brings everything into perspective. So if you would, turn to the book of Philippians, or 
you don't have your, your Bible or a tablet or a device to follow along with, um, check out the screens. Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 15. This is one of the most powerful blocks of Scripture to get in understanding what God is able to do in you because of what you allow him to do through you. Both feed each other. It's like an endless cycle. You let him pour into you so that he can move through you. You allow him to move through you so that he can continue to pour into you. And I think the way that he set it up is amazing. This passage of scripture lets us begin to see the impact of what happens when we go all in for Jesus and we say, God, everything I have is yours. Oh, we talked about last week in service. If you missed last week's service, I encourage you with all my heart, hop online, check it out on the podcast, uh, watch the, the replay that's on Facebook or YouTube, um, and, and just check out the message from last week because we talked about how everything that we've got is God's. Our time, our gifts, our talents, resources, and as we surrender all of that to him and go all in for him, that's when the fun really starts to happen in our lives. We get rid of that selfishness and that apprehension and sometimes that fear of taking that step and trusting with everything because everything is really already his, then he begins to do some amazing stuff in our lives. Philippians 4, 15, starting in verse, uh, starting in 15, says, Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except only you. Paul saying, hey, you, y'all were the only ones that, that had my back. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Now, look at verse 17, because this is powerful to me. It's, I think sometimes we read past these verses a little too fast. Look at what Paul is saying here. Not that I desire your gifts... What I desire is that more be credited to your account. Paul's saying, look, I I don't get so excited about the stuff that you gave to me so that I could continue what I was doing for God or further the ministry. What I got more excited about was that what you gave was going to be credited to your account. That what you gave was storing up treasure for you in heaven. And that what you gave was going to produce fruit and impact in other people's lives, that it would be credited to your account. Everybody say account. I can look back, and you can probably chime in here too, look look back on every time that I've stepped out to do something that God has led me to do, Whether whether it's cutting somebody's grass or helping somebody around the house or going shopping for somebody that couldn't get out or changing a tire, or helping around the church, volunteering to, to use my talent to do things around here, or in giving financially you know, to the church, or giving to a specific need, or giving financially to help somebody out that, that needs a little bit of extra at the end of the month because they got more bills and money. You ever been there before? Yes. Yeah. So, but, but every time I've been obedient, and I feel like that we've been obedient, to step out and help in that way, we always get back more than we give. You know, know, as that old saying goes, it's better to give than to receive, you know. And I've always wanted to test that. So, God, okay, well, why don't you give me like $500 million, and I'll receive that, and then I'll see if it's better to give. But, (laughs) but, right, right. But, But it always seems like you walk away with more. And, and that's for a lot of reasons. One, and I believe it's because it's accredited to our account, as it were. As we give, we get to see the impact that it has on others' lives. And 
like the Bible says, we're storing up treasure in heaven. You got anything? It's not about what's going to make you feel good or whatever it does. It changes the Yeah. 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 And what I like is how it ties into where we're at as a church, talking about going all in for Jesus. It helps to bring perspective. You know, last week we talked about having an eternal perspective with everything that we do in life. And this kind of brings back into perspective that, that the tools that we have are meant to benefit others. You know, whether we're giving our time to somebody not in the building of the church or we're giving to the church um, to further the kingdom of God, it all comes into play. We all we get to see that impact. And I think I'm more impacted personally by seeing what happens in somebody else's life because I was obedient at whatever stage, you know, that, that God was prompting me. And I think that's important for us to remember as a church. Because a lot of times what happens is in church world is that uh, a pastor will get up and start talking about the, the vision or celebrating what God has done. And they'll say, man, look what the church accomplished and look what we were able to do you know, for the kingdom of God. And I, I kind of want to hit pause before we talk about any of this and just remind us that what we're going to celebrate isn't because a staff or a leadership team knocked things out of the park this year or because a pastor did something amazing. Um, Everything that we're going to celebrate today is because we all allow God to use us throughout last year at different levels where we were in our walk with him, but we all allowed him to use us to see impact in other people's lives. What we're celebrating this morning, I want you to understand, is our celebration to the glory of God. And what we're celebrating today is credited to your account. Every life transformation that we're talking about today, you played a part in. Whether it was just giving in an offering or volunteering to serve at an outreach or, or helping vacuum the floors or clean the bathrooms here at the church. You know, clean bathrooms matter. Yes. Clean bathrooms, they matter. Yes. Coffee matters in a church. You know what I mean? So every, everything matters. Having a nursery ministry and, and pouring into the lives, it matters. And collectively, we've all done our part. And I just want to let you know that this is all to your account this morning. It's all credited to your account. We get to celebrate in what God has done in the lives of others because of our obedience. And I want you to know that Bible, what the Bible says is true, that we're storing up treasure in heaven just waiting on us when we get there because of our obedience here. Now, that's kind of exciting when you start to think about it. Um, and now we all know when we get there, we're going to take those crowns that we get, we get and, and all of that stuff, and what we're going to do is just throw it at the feet of Jesus anyway because all that glory goes back to him. So while I'm saying, hey, this is credited to our account, we all know we're going to lay all that down to Jesus anyway when it's all said and done. So all the glory goes to him. So... I want you to understand as we get into this, this is a huge celebration for us because every life change you have a part in. Yeah. Amen? Every life change you have a part in. Every life change you have a part in today. And I feel like we need to start off with one of the most overlooked um, outreaches that we have going on in the church. It's crazy. Are y'all want to dive into this this morning? Yeah. 
All right, yeah, so I it. almost believed you. We'll try this one more time to make sure we're all awake. Pastor Josh started preaching, so we started nodding off a little bit. Now, listen, we're all awake this morning? Yes. yes. All right, everyone watching online, uh, somebody sitting next to you, smack them in the shoulder and wake them up and drink some coffee, and let's dial into this because it's going to be fun. When I say social media prayer outreach, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a huge outreach that we have going on the social media right now, and it, it reaches so many people. Pastor Kelly, why don't you take us through some of the reach of this? I get excited when I read these numbers because they almost seem crazy. To, go ahead. It really is so cool because we've had the opportunity to pray with people. Are you ready for this? We have prayed with over 20,000 people in our community. Wrap your head around that. And it's so cool because we, did, we get to do, the way it's all set up, we can record ourselves praying with them so they get to hear our voices. Um, and it's so neat that we've been able to do that. We have had people come back to us and say, I want you to know that you prayed for healing for me and I'm healed. Yep. One Sunday we had a lady came and she said, I'm here to tell you guys that you prayed. Here's what I had going on in my life physically. And God touched me and healed me. I found jobs. I found this. So it's really awesome to see, you know, and those are just the ones that come back to us and tell us what, you know, that the answer came. But over 20,000 in our community, that's incredible. That's, that's a lot of, a lot of time that we've spent praying for people in our community. Okay. And then we've had follow-up relationships with 1,371 of those people. That's that a lot. Insane when you think about it. It really is cool. Okay. And then together, all of together, what we've been able to do is we've been able to help 83 families find jobs, food, and housing. Okay. That's pretty cool. That and is you know way what? cool. It's a number on a paper, but to the people that receive that, that's just huge and life-changing. I mean, if you've ever been in that place where you're like, I just don't know what I'm going to do, you're looking at your kids and to have someone come in, and we did that. We did that as a church. All of you were part of that. So yeah. it's exciting. It's way exciting. I mean, think about it. These people in a desperate moment in life see our ad on Facebook or running on Instagram or whatever, and they send us a message and say, just my life's falling apart. Please pray for me. We're getting kicked out of our house. We've got nothing. We don't know what our next step is. And we've been able to partner with other ministries in town to help them find food and shelter. Now that looks like the hands and feet of Jesus to me. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that's way, it's so exciting. That's to the start of that. it. You know, yeah. if we can't it's, do that, well, we'll pray, we'll pray, but we've also been able to do as well. Yeah, so. so we're meeting practical needs. And a lot of this stuff happens behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, and, and we don't always get to see all this. So I think it's important that you know that because we've all got a part in this and not just that we've been able to connect with other people in the community i don't know if y'all know this or not we've been able to uh, mow lawns and do some lawn care for disabled vets in the community this past year it's an amazing to see that and because we've been able to connect with people in the community we've been able to provide transportation to single moms and uh, and get meals to people in our community that are dealing with the impact of covid in their lives it's just been amazing to see what God has opened up for us through this little yeah. outreach that we've done. It's just, it's turned into a really big areas of ministry. You know, when we started this a couple of years ago and I would say, man, we can just meet people where they are and, and meet practical needs and all this stuff and pray with people when they're hurting. We, I mean, we had an inkling, but we had no idea that God would be giving us 
a platform like this to be able to impact lives right. at this level. It's been amazing. And, and it's not just people out there. We've seen uh, several people from the community, like Pastor Kelly was saying, come into services here. And a lot of them have said, you know what? I love what's happening here. We want to make Eastgate Church our home church, yep. and there's just so looking many. Looking at some of the faces this I know, morning, I'm so looking it's at, cool. I can say you and you, and yeah, I could point out some people um, that are in service right now. It's been a really powerful tool to reach people. But to talk about it's one thing. Numbers are great, but every number has a name. Right. And every name has a story. And so we wanted to share one of those stories with you this morning. So give your attention to this video. Hey guys, it's Madison from Eastgate Church. I connected with Pastor Josh and Pastor Kelly on the prayer outreach through Facebook. Um, it was probably, I would say, about a month after I had had my hysterectomy. I came to Eastgate Church last summer after moving to Georgia. Um, I had just got out of a really abusive relationship and had just had an emergency hysterectomy. Um, I was very, very lost in life. Wasn't really sure what I had left to do. Well, it took a couple of times of them inviting me to the church before I actually came. Um, but me getting connected with them has allowed my relationship with the Lord to blossom. Um, I have seen firsthand the Lord do amazing things in people's lives at the church. He's done amazing things in my life um, through Pastor Josh and Pastor Kelly. He has allowed me to connect with some amazing women at the church through Women of Valor. Just want to talk about Women of Valor for just a second. of women that it has allowed me to connect with has been absolutely amazing. Um, it has challenged me to come out of my comfort zone, to um, get myself to have more quiet time with the Lord, um, which I, if that's not something that you do, I want to encourage you to do that because it changes your life drastically. Um, it has also allowed me to forgive people that I never would have been able to do without being connected with such an amazing group of women. The minute I called on people from the church, it was unbelievable. Um, the support system. The last thing that I would like to say to anybody that watches this video is conformity cancels uniqueness. Um, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it again because it can be a lot to grasp. Conformity cancels uniqueness. You cannot conform to the patterns of this world and conform to the way that the world wants to view you. And 
and walk into your God-given destiny. So I want everyone to know that you do not have to conform to the patterns of this world. You can walk into your God-given destiny, but you cannot do both at the same time. You have to do one or the other. So I want to just give y'all that to think about. Um, conformity cancels uniqueness. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Wasn't that awesome? I love it. Just so many, so many stories, so much stuff to talk about. Just give God praise for all this stuff. Um, that's just off the social media outreach stuff that we do. Let's talk live stream and podcast stuff for a little oh, bit. Oh, yes, let's do it. That is crazy. Um, uh, a lot of you know, and none of you have taken advantage of the fact that we live stream the services, and we have an audio podcast that comes out every week. You know, it's got the message of the week on it, and the numbers are insane when you look at what God has been able to do through us. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, listen to this uh, live stream and podcast. You probably heard me say this before, but I want to celebrate it again. We are reaching 68 countries right now with so our exciting. services. 68 countries in the world through our live stream and podcast. That's insane when you think about it. And what's funny is we get messages from these people from time to time and uh, get in invites to go do missions work in different places. And some of those I think we're going to take up uh, take them up on their offer and move into that. I, it's really cool, though, when you think about it. From little old Douglasville, Georgia, we're reaching 68 countries and counting worldwide right now. It's amazing. Now, here's what's crazy, all right? Our live stream last year was viewed 11,177 times. What? Think about that. That's insane. That's insane. Um, and, and here's something else to think about. As far as the podcast go, our podcast was listened to 7,605 times last year. Mm -hmm. That's impact. That's impact. Now, this number is going to blow you away. When you put all of that combined together, our online and podcast ministries coming out of the, the media ministries of our church, which, by the way, guys and gals, y'all are doing a phenomenal job with what you're doing. Um, I'll tell you that. It's amazing. Listen to this. Uh, we've reached a total of 18,782 people. Wow. Yeah. Hold on. 18,782 times someone's listened to or watched a service at Eastgate Church. That is insane when you think about it. That's 51 and a half people a day. Can we give God some praise for that? That is just insane. That's absolutely insane um yeah you got anything you want to no know? it's exciting i remember when you were going through these numbers i was just blew my mind that you know we had that kind of reach and that was awesome because of everybody yeah so it's cool yeah these numbers are great precursors too because as the reach grows the impact grows and it all begins to feed itself and we get to see a larger impact yeah here in the community as well it's just amazing but uh, that's just one thing i want to talk a little bit about some special services that we had last year too so pastor yeah. jeremy's going to come up and take us through that y'all show him some love as he comes up to the stage this morning yeah 
Thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. Hey, He's so humble. Man, isn't this awesome being able to celebrate what God's done? Yeah. Man, yes. it's amazing. Listen, I was actually thinking on the way here, and I'm like, we we didn't used to be able to do this. No. You know, we no. we were like, hey, just keep it under wraps, you know. We didn't. <laughs> you know. So it's awesome being able to celebrate what God's done. And before I get into our special services, I want to talk about one special service that is still ongoing, and that's our first Wednesday prayer service. Yeah, Listen, yeah they're awesome. I encourage you to get here. We do we do worship a little bit different. We just let you come in and we, we're playing and you just pray. And sometimes we'll kind of like lead structured prayer. But for the most part, it is a very just come and go, spend time in the presence of God. And how many of y'all know that we can use that every yeah, once in a while, especially in the middle of a week, right? Definitely. Yes. All right. So Easter... Right. Easter is like our Super Bowl. You know, Easter is amazing. It is the biggest Easter we've had in 10 years of ministry awesome? here at the church. That is awesome. 10 years. Amazing. That is amazing. Check this out. Because of, of what happened in, in our ministry here at Easter, there were 21 decisions for Jesus. That's yes. Awesome. Let's give God awesome. praise. Yeah. We're going to stop and give him praise for that right now. Yeah. So there, we, we had a mother, Father's Day, we had Memorial Day, and we had Fourth of July celebrations. Um, can, can we give God praise for some food? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we did not do a lot of fasting last year on our celebration services. No, hey, we did not. But isn't that amazing? And check this out. Fourth of July celebration service, we had 11 decisions for that Jesus. Awesome. On Fourth of July. On a holiday. Yeah. yeah, on a holiday. Like most people are that late, people are getting saved. And that's amazing. God is doing some work through your church. Amen. Yeah. And then our Christmas service. Our Christmas service is, was amazing. Christmas altogether was amazing. God blew our expectations out of the water. But, but here's the deal. First of all, it was awesome coming on the campus, and it's always beautiful. Every Christmas, yeah. it looks so good. I get excited yeah. coming on campus because I'm like, I know it's going to look cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be inviting. I love that time of year. But more importantly, we had 18 decisions for Jesus. That yes, amazing. that is amazing. Hey, listen. I believe that this year there is more to come, amen? Yeah, I believe that absolutely. God's given us a bigger vision. I believe he's given us the, the path to get there. And, and listen, let's really celebrate this. I know we're kind of talking about some numbers up here, but, but listen, that is a lot of salvations. That yeah. is a lot of people who God got in the middle of their life and changed it. Isn't that amazing? Let's give yeah. God praise one that more time. So awesome. yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's so exciting. I'm I'm ready for it because I know during the 21 days of prayer and fasting, just what God put on my heart for me this year and the change in my life. And I'm like, I can't wait to see just how for me the numbers change next year. And then for everybody else here, you know, I can't wait till we stand up here next year and look at what those numbers look like. Because like you said, those numbers represent a life. Behind every number is a life that's being impacted. So yeah. it's cool. Absolutely. And um, here's here's something else that I feel is kind of flying under the radar for a lot of us because y'all aren't involved in it, but Pastor Kelly and I 
are. And it's uh, the Father's Initiative and 415 Leaders. And we talk about it from time to time in services or leadership meetings just to bring you up to speed on what's going on. But I know a lot of you, you don't hear about this. We got um, offered an invite to be a part of it. It's not really a network. It's more like a, almost like a family of pastors yeah. coming together and and the vision behind it is that, you know what, pastors a lot of times operate on islands, and they shouldn't have to do that. Um, they shouldn't have to fight battles on their own, and they shouldn't have to, in a way, reinvent the wheel. And so uh, a, a friend of mine, Scott Wilson, said, you know what, I want to start a, a family of pastors where every pastor can have a spiritual mother or father or mentor pouring into them to help them along the way so that they don't have to fight battles they don't need to fight and so that they don't have to reinvent the wheel so that they can go further faster in developing their church to make an impact on the community around them and what he did you hear us say this a lot is he gave uh he gave his shoulders for us to stand on mm-hmm. so that um, what was his ceiling could become our floor as pastors. And the deal is that we, we're almost not even a year into this, and it's already made a huge impact on our lives. You know, I've got some pictures I want to show you from uh, the, uh, the retreat or the gathering that we went to over the, uh, the summer. Here's one of them here. And that's Scott up front. He's he's crazy, pumped up guy. It's fun watching him teach. And uh, here's another one of, I think that's the whole group together, group of pastors. And, yeah, that's everyone. Yeah, that's all of us walking. We're in there somewhere, Where's I promise Waldo? you. Look for a really good-looking lady, and I'm probably <laughs> somewhere around her. I'm talking about my wife. Um, so, But it's been fun to be a part of this, um, this family of pastors and be a part of this journey because it's helped us tremendously. But here's the deal. The deal is, and the whole vision behind this is that we go through this this process for a couple of years, two to maybe three years if we need to, um, till we're ready. Mm-hmm. And then what we do is we step out and we become a spiritual mother and father to other pastors and pastors' wives and female leaders in the churches. And we help them do what they're doing for us. We give our shoulders for them to stand on. We come alongside of them. And, and a big mystery around this large vision that God has given us. I don't know if y'all remember, um, it hasn't even really been two years yet, I think, when God gave us this vision that he was going to allow us to see a lot of salvations and a lot of baptisms and a lot of impact in communities. And we're like, how is that going to take place through us and we begin to see um, doors open for us around here for us to take next steps in our impact. But what we didn't realize was that God's intention for all of that wasn't just to happen through us here immediately, but that this vision could take place as we set other churches up to make an impact where they are. So we're going to come alongside church planners and people doing revitalizations in churches, and we're going to give them resources that they need. We're going to give them training and development that they need so that they can make an immediate impact in their communities. And we're going to start out, when we finish this, we're going to start out with four churches. And then four churches are going to turn into eight churches. We'll turn into 12 churches till we say we've got all we can handle right now. Give us a second until we develop people that can do what we're doing. Come in alongside other people and you see how it begins to build. But we're not building a network. We're building a family. 
yeah. of pastors pastoring pastors, setting them up for success, walking alongside them, celebrating the victories and fighting the battles with them. You know, uh, this has opened up a huge opportunity for us. Every victory that they have, listen, Eastgate Church, we will have a part of. And it'll be credited to our account. You see how this works? Yeah. So exciting when I think about it because it opens up a huge multiplication of impact. Now it's not just us. It's us and four other churches. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's us and eight other churches. There's no limit to this. There's no limit to this. So now we're not just a community church making an impact. Soon we're going to be making an impact nationally as we help build churches to impact their communities all around this country. That is awesome when you think about it. Amen? Let's give God some praise for that. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, you got anything you want to add to that? It's just building the body of Christ and making it stronger together, you know, instead yeah. of everybody, like you said, being on an island, we're not on an island, we're out there together, doing it together, reaching yeah. more than we can do from just right here, yeah. and it's really cool, and jumping into the next one, you know, as a church, we have a heart to do so many things, and rather than every church getting out there and trying to start every program that we have a heart for, we don't have to do that, we can partner with with our community so we have yeah. developed some community partnerships here out of the church and it's really cool because we get to help support them without having to do all of the legwork ourselves because that's just silly when somebody else is specializing in a certain area you know we get to jump on board with them and support them yeah. without having to try and start from scratch and it's really cool and so we've got Miss Sharina Varde she's gonna tell us about some of those partnerships this morning that was the longest mic transfer. <laughs> Sorry, this is my bad. <laughs> Good morning. It's on. It is. I turn on. It is. Kidding. Good morning. Go. <laughs> there we go. All right. All right. So, one of my favorite things about Eastgate Church is that we have a heart for the community. It is yeah. our one of our biggest visions is to go into our communities and reach everybody that we possibly can showing them love giving them jesus at the same time and welcoming welcoming them with open arms open hearts and having fun doing it that's the main thing is just having fun doing it so um one of the things or one of the places that we um that we are partnered with is the nickel center yeah. um, the nickel center helps families and individuals um, recover from addiction and mental health issues which is a huge huge issue that is. that you don't realize how many people struggle with different things like that so it is a major major blessing to you know to partner with such an amazing yeah, incredible they're, job. they're not out of the park over there yeah. and i think they're probably one of the least talked about impact agents in our community just my opinion though and what's really <laughs> cool is that tara nichols um is part of eastgate yeah. church and I, she's here yes, this morning so tara, <laughs> I just say thank you guys so much for everything that yes. you're doing it's an honor to be a small part of what you guys are making happen in this community mm -hmm. can't wait to see what happens down the road we love yeah. you guys so the other one is the pantry which is exactly what it sounds like, but way cooler and way bigger. So over Thanksgiving, <laughs> over Thanksgiving, we actually helped 400 families That's provide cool. Thanksgiving dinner. Provide Thanksgiving is that dinner. Awesome? 400 families. That's amazing. That's People, amazing. So the pantry helps 
you know, give out food to the community. They work off of donations and volunteers, and it's just, it, it's an incredible thing because yeah. you don't realize how many people can't afford groceries, and especially with, you know, everything happening over the last couple of years and jobs and, you know, just insecurity financially and being able to provide for your family, the pantry is an amazing resource yeah. in order yes. to help families get back on their feet or, you know, if they're, if they're in need. So it's just wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my personal favorites, <laughs> 104.5, my city, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My city. So if you are unaware, uh, 104.5, my city is a Douglasville based radio station that gives amazing, yeah. amazing, uh, just music, encouragement we actually partnered with them and had some radio spots giving encouraging words and messages that were aired on the radio and you can also live stream this online so it's not just dialing up your your radio in your car they also reach other uh cities they just expanded to Macon, yeah, didn't they're, they? They're in Macon, uh, Savannah right now. Yeah. Uh, fixing to open up in New York and Chicago. So Corey's working on that stuff right now. So yeah. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> right? And what's really cool is, too, is we, we actually had a chance to do a worship night with them. That was incredible. Yeah, it was. Incredible. It was so much fun. Jesus was there. I mean, he was there. And yeah. if y'all weren't there... You, you need to go to the next one. <laughs> like, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. It was such a fun time. And then, um, you know, we also, uh, we also did New Year's Eve celebration. I, unfortunately, was not able to make it because I broke my ankle um, three days before that. So, Missed it, though, because it was powerful. Yeah. yeah, it was really um, powerful. But, you know, FOMO. The FOMO is real for New Year's Eve, let me tell you. So, uh, but yeah, just um, the radio station is incredible. Um, so I, I love that we are, we are a part of that. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, which is something near and dear to my heart as well. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Um, on Thanksgiving, uh, we also partnered with, well, 104.5 My City partnered with the Sheriff's Department and the police department to give out turkeys and free gas. Yeah, we were right there. That we was so much fun. Like on the corner in this little gas station, blocking traffic, like <laughs> lights. We got, we got <laughs> honked at so much that night. It was hilarious. We literally shut down traffic doing it. it but helped great. 118 people with yeah. gas and turkeys for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that's that's really amazing. It was really cool. I will say this, a lot of the volunteers, like we had good volunteers show up from the church, but some of y'all were a little too nervous walk, working that close to the sheriff's department. I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> but it was it was good. It seemed like Larry was always 10 feet away from the, the closest police officer ready to run. Oh I don't know what was going on with that, but awesome. having fun. Wow. But, uh, yeah, we had a fun year with them. What, what else we got in the community? All right, so PRC Medical. Yeah. It is the Pregnancy Resource Center. Um, Pregnancy Resource Center is for women who are having issues and have, have a lot of things going on in their personal life, whether it be, you know, unplanned pregnancy or um, being able to provide for their, for their 
children or whatever the need may be, the Pregnancy Resource Center helps to fill that need. Um, so this last year, the Pregnancy Resource Center helped 104 women make chastity commitments. That's awesome. So that's, huge. that's, that's great. Um, on top of that, 800 women chose life for their Come child instead now. of that's abortion. Right there. That is incredible. 800 women. So that's, I, I mean, that's 800 or more babies because twins, something, you know, <laughs> hashtag twins. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the coolest part about it was four, 46 Decisions for Jesus that through the Pregnancy awesome. Resource Center. I love it. So on top of choosing life and, you know, helping, helping women and their children and even a part of their family, like just get them closer to Jesus and keep their babies. Like, that's right. amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I, what I love most about this, uh, give it up for Sharina for walking yeah. through. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff to walk through. But again, man, we have a part in that. We're coming alongside these ministries and we're seeing them have these amazing impacts in the community. Eastgate Church, we get a part in that. And that's credited to our account, all to the glory of God. And I love being able to celebrate stuff like this. I just, oh, it's exciting. It really is. Well, every really time the, the stats come out for PRC, I just get chills when yeah. I read them. And it's so exciting. And I've had the opportunity to be up at the Nichols Center some and just watching what's happening there. It's just so cool in the pantry. And yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah, I, won't, I, I won't keep going on about it. I'm like, I, know, I love so being able fun. to share that. Which, by the way, if what was going on at the Nichols Center brings, like it resonates with you and you want to be a part of that, go talk yeah. to Tara and find out how you can be involved in, in what's going on there. She'd love to uh, get you plugged in at an appropriate place and, uh, and just turn you loose and, and let you help them impact the community for the kingdom of God. Got so yes. much going on. We haven't even got to the fall yet, really, and everything that God is right. doing. It's amazing this year that we get to celebrate all this stuff. Y'all ready for a little bit more? Yeah. yeah. All right, if you're ready, let me hear you say, I'm ready, Pastor. I'm ready. All right, so let's talk about the fall, fall of last year. That was kind of like a big kickstart for us as a church where we launched seven strategic areas of ministry. Y'all remember us going through all the 12 stone stuff and saying, hey, we've been here battling COVID long enough. It's time for us to just move forward like crazy and take new ground and launch these ministries and just get busy on another level, take a step forward toward what we felt like God was calling us to do. And we did it. And I'm telling you, God gave everything just huge success. We saw so much impact. Uh, from it. One of the things that we launched was the men's ministry. We got that going again, and we had, uh, listen to these numbers, we averaged over 30 men in attendance for our men's hangout nights last year. That is awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. I love it. And I can't wait for the other gatherings. We got the breakfast coming up uh, just in the near future, and some other things that we're going to talk about next week. So if you want to know what's going on with men's ministry next week, be in service. It's going to be awesome. But this was is not so much under the radar. This is a big thing that's been happening in the church. So let's talk about, that's right. let's we talk about, noise about women it. of valor for yeah. just a little bit. I got my girl Rachel. Yeah, She's move over, talk Pastor Josh. I'm going to tell them about women of valor. Okay, you that's go, right. girl. You women of valor is the single greatest thing to happen to Christian women yeah. ever. Can I get an amen, ladies? Come on. Yes. So Women of Valor is a discipleship program. It's about nine months or so long. So it's a commitment, right? But you join Women of Valor in your entire outlook for Jesus, your entire outlook on life, and your relationship with God 
completely does a 180, right? Yes, so sir. I can't tell you the growth. We're about halfway through our, our course through Women of Valor, a little bit more, and I can't even begin to tell you the amazing things God has done in the life of these women. He's healed bodies. He's healed minds. Wow. Let's talk about forgiveness, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> the Holy Spirit and forgiveness has rocked Eastgate Church, has rocked the lives of these people, their families. It's not just women. The whole families yeah. are impacted through Women of Valor. So now we're going into our discipleship course. We're going to talk about our testimonies and how we tell other people about the Lord. That's how we finish it up. So Women of Valor, our lives have been changed. So y'all... Next year when it comes out, we're going to do it even bigger. So I'm excited about it. Man, Women of Valor, how can we even describe that? Right, It's women so incredible. I've seen ladies that I've known for a long time just stepping out and watching God move in their lives. Yes. Some that are just new to all of this. And God has just changed their lives and rocking their world. And it's yes. so cool because we've got such a range from just new Christians to seasoned Christians. And he's moving and changing wherever they're at in their lives. And it has been so yes, amazing. We've forgiven each other. We've, the Holy Spirit has rocked our world so much so that I've convinced one of our friends from Women of Valor to share her testimony just a little bit about what God has done in her life. So let's check it out. Yeah. I am Emily. Um, Hi, I'm Emily. I'm a high school teacher and here at Eastgate I am involved with Women of Valor and I'm part of our First Impressions team. Beginning of December, God laid it on my heart that I needed to find my former stepfather and tell him to his face that I had forgiven him for the really awful things he did to me as a child. And I didn't really understand it because I forgave him, you know, probably 15, almost 20 years ago. So I went to my Women of Valor meeting and I told the ladies what God had laid on my heart and we prayed about me finding him. So I did some searching and I found an address and I decided one day to drive to the address, not to make contact or anything, just to kind of see where it was. And I drove there and it was an apartment complex and there was no apartment number in the address that I'd found. So I said, okay, we're back to square one. I don't really know what to do with this. So I prayed about it some more, dug a little bit more, and I did end up finding the address with the apartment number. I wasn't really sure when I was going to take the next step. And I'd gone to church one Sunday, and after church I needed to go to the store to pick up some medicine. So everybody went home and said, I'm just going to run to the store, pick up my meds, I'll be home in just a little bit. So I'm almost to the store, and God says, you know, that address is right around the corner. I'm like, yep, yeah, I do. So go now. Go now. Now. Go now. I'm going now. So I'm driving through trying to find the correct building and getting really nervous and feeling really sick at this point. And so I find a parking spot at the correct building, and I'm sitting in the car. I'm like, okay, I know you want me to do this. I'm trying to be obedient. I'm really nervous right now, and I'm going to need your help. You're going to have to be here with me, and he says, I am. I'm always with you. I said, I'm Emily. He goes like, okay. And I said my mom's name. And he said, yeah, yeah, I, I know her. Yeah. 
I said, okay, well, I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, but God laid it in my heart that I needed to find you face to face to tell you that I had forgiven you. And he looked at me kind of confused. He said, for what? And really that was a, that was a sucker punch because that was not at all what I was expecting. Um, and so I thought about it for us and for the things you did to me as a child. And he still kind of looked confused. I don't know if he honestly didn't remember or if he was gaslighting me or if he really thought that I was there to do some harm to him. So the other part that God had laid on me was that I was going to ask about his relationship with God. So how's your relationship with God? And he said, well, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. And I'm like, okay, I don't really know what to do with this at this point. I'm like, okay, well, that's what I came for. Thank you. Goodbye. And I left. And I got in the car and um, I don't even have words for all of the emotions that I was feeling because I don't, I, I don't really know what I felt. So I left and I drove back to the store that I was going to and parked in the parking lot and made a phone call to a friend and I was like, I don't even know what to do with how I feel right now and what to do. And so she kind of talked to me for a few minutes and walked me through how I was feeling and said, just pray about it. And it took me several more days um, of praying and God put a picture of me in my head when I was a little girl. and. The picture they put in my head, there's no special memory attached to it. I don't even remember the event the picture is from. But he told me, he said, this is who I created you to be, that little girl right there. And you have not been her for a good while. And I realized that I had lived for, I don't even know, decades at this point, with the picture in my mind of this man being this larger than life, really scary figure. And it, when the thought of, hate of him would cross my mind, it would strike fear in my heart. This is good. Yeah, that's right. How do you feel now? There is no fear. And God said, that's what I created you to be. Now you can do the things for me that I need you to do. Have that heart. I am always with you. And there is nothing to fear because I am always with you. I love that every number has a, a name and every name has a story, no doubt. Uh, Emily, we're celebrating with you. That's a big deal, girl. I love that. I love that. Uh, watching God moving the people in our church is one thing, but one of the things we felt like the Lord was telling us to do last year was to start a ministry uh, called a Leadership Roundtable. And so that was just an opportunity for us not to wait until all this Father Initiative 415 leadership stuff was going to kick in years from now. We figured, you know what, if God's calling us to do it, why can't we start now and start having an impact with it, you know, right now and, and start building into other churches and leaders and leaders and businesses. And so we launched it. We didn't know what kind of, uh, what kind of feedback or response we were going to get from it. But it was amazing that the last leadership roundtable we had, we had 39 people in attendance from five different churches and two businesses. Praise God for that. That's amazing when you think about it. Just something we provided for free for the people in the community and other churches around us. And not just around us, but we had churches participating from out of state. And we've got a quick video testimony from one of those churches that we want to show you real fast this morning. 
This is Pastor Corey Long, and I want to send a huge thank you to Eastgate Church, Pastor Josh Pate, and the Leadership Roundtable. Thank you for making these training classes available to us online. We have so enjoyed being able to follow along with you. Um, we are currently transitioning to senior pastors, and we found these materials so helpful in this season. We've been able to take them, practically apply them to um, every situation that we're running into, and our team and our staff want to say a huge thank you to you. We are better leaders for having your training, and I appreciate you taking the time to invest in all of us as leaders. So whether we're senior pastors or like myself, a mom and a leader of teams, these materials are very helpful. Thank you. That's awesome. We praise God for that. We praise God for that. We're getting to pour into people that are pouring into other people. And so Corey's special to us too. So it's cool, she is. cool to see that connection. And then we get to go and, and be at their installation service, I guess, the end of March when they make that transition. Yeah, it's so exciting to see lead that. Lead pastors out there. So mm -hmm. that's exciting. But we had a lot of big outreaches going on in the fall this, this year too. And Pastor Kelly, why don't you walk oh, us through man, some of that Oh, man, we stuff did. Quickly. Starting off with our fall fest. This is incredible. We went into this and we were like, we don't know how many are going to come. We're not sure. So we set up stuff. We felt like we need to go a little bit bigger. And we had almost 3,000 people from our community in attendance. It was that just like, awesome. they just kept coming. Yeah. Uh, Rachel and I were at the registration booth and we didn't leave the whole night. We like, we didn't get to stop. It was <laughs> awesome. Loved it so much. And then we had our winter wonderland where we saw approximately a thousand people in attendance yeah. for that. That's which awesome. was so cool. So much yeah. fun um, being able to reach our community, you know, and love on our community that way. I, I don't know how many people thanked us at the registration table at the Fall Fest. That's thank you for cool. doing this. So many people said thank you. Yeah, they were like, thank you. We didn't know where else to go and stuff. But what's really cool about this is that we have an ongoing connection with over 190 of these families. Now. That is amazing. Yeah, it's really that cool that it didn't just end right there. You know, we're able to keep and stay connected with these people. Yeah, so in our we're community. emailing these people to let them know what's going on in the church and following up with them. They're getting, you know, uh, phone calls and text messages from us just to let them know, hey, we love you. We're praying for you this week. What can we pray with you about this week? And so, listen, whether or not they come to Eastgate Church or they go to another church, that's not the goal. The goal is impacting people where they are. Yeah and then letting God put them where he wants them to be. But we're, we're seeing right. some of those families trickle into the church now from, from that effort too. So it's been really yeah. cool to yeah, see all exciting. that happen. So yeah, so big fun. stuff, big stuff, a lot of outreach. And um, this is something that I love celebrating. Um, I love talking about baptisms and, and decisions for Jesus. To me, that's some of the sweetest things is, was what, listening to people pray that prayer to either have Jesus come into their heart or, or to rededicate their, their hearts to Jesus or watching people that look on their face, this, that joy on their face when they're getting baptized to go public with their faith and talk about what Jesus has done in their lives. And we've got a video we're fixing to show you of some baptisms uh, from, from last year, and we've cut them up to try to fit as many of them in in as short a time as we could. So the video's kind of cut and go, cut and go, but you'll be able to see a lot of people getting baptized from last year. And listen, we love celebrating when people get baptized, and I hope that spirit carries over as you're watching this because we're going to get to relive some really exciting moments in people's lives from last year. So check this video out. Lawrence and Heather's recently engaged. 
And uh, yeah, we're getting baptized on the same day. I think that's awesome. Do you have anything you want to say to the church? He said, no, that's all right. All right, my friend, on your confession of faith in Jesus, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good. Take your time and get comfortable. You're good. You alright? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is great. Do you have anything you want to say? I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> just glad to be here. Hey, we're glad you're here. We're excited about what God's doing in your life. Watch me grow. Sit back and watch you grow. I love it. Alright, lady. On your confession of faith as Jesus is your Lord and Savior, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good. That is awesome. Got anything you want to say? No. No? I don't blame you. You're good. All right, buddy. On your confession of faith in Jesus, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm sorry. We didn't know there was going to be profanity in the church today. So that the University of Georgia stuff. Look, it was warm when we started service. Look, you'll be all right. Look, it's for Jesus. So, you have anything you want to say? No. Celebrate what God's done, lady, on your confession of faith in Jesus. It's my privilege and honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's get you out of here quick. On your confession of faith in Jesus, it is my privilege to be able to baptize you in the name of the and ready? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here we go. I gotta say it's been awesome watching you and the church growing. I'm excited about what God's doing in your life. Do you have anything you want to say? No. She says no. It is. I'm noticing a conflict between the genders. I don't know why. Alright. On your confession of faith in Jesus, it is my privilege and honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Huh? Take my time with this one. You're not related at all, are you? The family saying, hold her down, hold her down. <laughs> Got anything you want to say? All right. On your confession of faith in Jesus, my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There we go. There we go. Get her right here. That way she doesn't bump her head. We'll just take our time and figure this out. 
Good. Do you have anything you want to say, sweetheart? No. Oh, she wants her mama. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So we're ready. How precious is this? On your confession of faith in Jesus, because He's in your heart and you love Him, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Here we go. Great job. Is that awesome? That is so awesome. I love it. We got to baptize a lot of people last year, and here's the number I think I'm most excited about last year, 128 decisions for Jesus through the ministries of this church. Can we stand up and give God some big praise for that? That is just awesome when you stop and think about it. 128 people crossing over from death to life. It's just amazing. It's amazing. When you think about what God has done, you can be seated. Um, Some of you just stood up. It's like, I did all that work to stand up, and then you told me to sit back down. Hey, not only are we here for you spiritually, we're giving you a good uh, physical workout, too, at the church. Up, down, up, down. A lot of stuff to celebrate. A lot of stuff to celebrate. There's a lot that we cut out, too. God is just moving and doing so much in this church. I can't wait to share with you what he's laying on our hearts to do as the year unfolds. So this is part one of two things. You want to be here next week. It's not just the annual business meeting, so all members, you need to be here next week because it's the annual business meeting, but all of us that call Eastgate Church home, I want to invite you to come back next week because next week's going to be even more powerful than this. We've celebrated the past. We want to look forward to the future and what God is calling us to. So if you'll give me a couple of extra minutes this morning, I know we've been celebrating a lot. You guys watching online, we've been celebrating a whole lot I want to bring us back to what I opened with before we celebrated. All of this is to our account. Amen? All of this that we just celebrated happened because we gave our time, our gifts, our talents to the Lord, our resources to the Lord and said, here, here, here. And he was able to do something powerful with it as he did something powerful in our lives. This whole year has, has been about taking next steps and moving forward individually and, and as a church. And I want to encourage you to continue to take next steps in your walk with God. Everyone say next steps. It's all about next steps. It's all about moving forward and, and praying you know, with the, the staff and the leadership and the board of the church. We're trying to figure out what those steps look like. And we feel like, and I'll kind of tip over into next week just a little bit. We feel like the Lord is calling us to focus on four main areas in our church this year. We feel like the Lord is calling us to focus on worship. We feel like He's calling us to focus on evangelism, sharing our faith with others. He's calling us to focus on discipleship, and He's called us to focus on generosity too, and what we can do to continue to take steps in those areas as we grow in our relationship with Jesus. Because how many of you know um, worship, evangelism, and discipleship are all huge parts of your walk with God and so is generosity too because Jesus said where your treasure is there your heart will be also so um, what we do with our finances and us realizing you know it all belongs to him everything that we got not just finances but our time gifts talents everything we give to him as we go all in 
We believe those are the focuses for the year. And the question becomes, then, how do we take those concepts and break them down into smaller steps so anybody on any level in their walk with God can take a step and grow? Ain't too many times we just blanket approach these things as churches and we don't take time to break down. Like, if I say discipleship, we all know God's called us to make disciples. We all know that the number one responsibility of a believer is to make disciples. But how many of you have actually been trained on how to disciple somebody? What we've said is, hey, we're supposed to be making disciples. Best of luck to you. We want to not do that anymore. So what we want to do is figure out how to break down that concept of discipleship into smaller steps so that we can all take a step and continue to grow towards what God is calling us to do. Does it make sense? So um, as it... it happens we're dealing with vision for you know the first part of this year like we do every year and so we all talk about how we can take those next steps in allowing God to use us on another level uh, financially and with our time with our talents this is what all in is all about it's about us giving God everything and figuring out what that next step is going to look like and if you look in uh, your the seat in front of you you're gonna see these little commitment cards Now, on this card, you're going to see represented steps in generosity and steps financially that we can begin to take as a body of believers. Next week, I'm going to fill in some more blanks, and we're going to begin to talk about the other steps, the steps in worship, the steps in discipleship, the steps in evangelism, and what that's going to begin to look like for us as a church. But for the purposes of being able to give you this so that you have time to pray over this, as we go into next week. I wanna take a couple of minutes and talk to you about this. Um, If you'll see this card is broken up into steps, then you'll see potential giver, emerging giver, consistent giver, a tithe giver, and then an extravagant giver. This is a conversation that we've been having um, in the back rooms of the church with our directional team and staff, with the board, Um, We had this conversation with department heads and team leaders and team members, I guess uh, a couple of weeks ago it was at Elevate, and we discussed what the Lord was leading us to do as a next step in this area. And the whole goal is just take a step. But, But we noticed that financially in churches, there's not a lot of steps available. So what they do is when you give your heart to Jesus, they immediately begin to talk to you about tithing. Well, if you've just given your heart to the Lord that may be a huge step for you to take financially because this is all brand new to you. Or if you haven't really had an opportunity to mature much in your walk with God, that could be a huge step for you to take. And we think a mistake that a lot of churches have made is that we give permission for growth in a lot of areas. And we give, you know, if if to, to begin in prayer, you know, we let people baby step in prayer in their relationship with God. But there's not a lot of room for people to take steps in the area of giving. I think it creates a lot of pressure and it creates a lot of condemnation too because like there's no in-between and you feel like if you're not tithing then then something's wrong you know and even though the Bible does instruct us to do that I believe that you can take steps in areas of giving just like you can take steps in other areas of your growth spiritually Does that make sense I mean why would God say you have permission to grow in all these areas but not that one so what we wanted to do was Come up with an idea that gives us the ability to take steps as we go into this new year 
in the area of generosity and giving. And so how this breaks down is this. You may be here this morning or watching online or listening to this later, and you might be a potential giver to the church, which means that you're not giving anything right now. You're enjoying the ministry, and God's moving in your life, and you're growing, and, and that's awesome. There, that is right where you need to be. But what I want to encourage you to do is take a step. Let's take a step this year and, and maybe not jump into just tithing 10%. Maybe mentally that scares the mess out of you, but just begin to give something this year. You know, the Bible says that he gives seed to the sower and increases the harvest. That means that as you give at any level, that's seed, okay? God will bless you back with more. That's what the Bible says, right? So if you give where you are and the Lord blesses you back with more and then you begin to sow what he gives you, you see that creates a progression of growth and steps in your giving with the Lord. And that's what we'd like to see happen because everything that God wants to do in us as a church or through us as a church depends on us taking next steps in these four areas of our lives and especially with our generosity. So maybe um, you're any, what you would be called an emerging giver where you're just giving a five or a 10 or a 50 when you're here in church, we'd like to encourage you to take a next step and become a consistent giver where you decide on a, like a percentage. It might not be 10%, but you decide on, I'm going to give 3% of my income to the Lord, and I'm going to progressively work my way up to giving 10% like the Bible instructs us to do. Or maybe the next step for you is you, you are giving consistently, and you've been giving 3% or 5%, and you want to just go ahead and take that step and become a tither. And I can tell you, when you begin to tithe, man, it's just a game changer in your walk with God because you're communicating something different to Him because the Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And as you give priority with your treasure, then spiritually, it opens up the door to tremendous things in your life. And maybe you've been like me. Like, I have tithed forever in a day. I've tithed forever in a day, and the Lord... Maybe speaking to you to take a next step. You ever consider the fact that tithing is just the beginning of a generosity journey, really? Because you're meeting the requirement, really, the base requirement that Scripture gives. But when you look at the New Testament church, they were selling property, they were selling possessions, they were giving to fund the ministry, they were going above and beyond the tithe. They were extravagant in their generosity and their giving. And I believe that if you've been a tither forever, maybe this is the year the Lord calls you to take a step beyond that. And Kelly and I have been praying about this. Um, we've been having conversations with the, you know, the staff and the leaders and all of that. And we've all decided that as a leadership team, a directional team, staff, the board, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago in Elevate. And we all decided that God was calling us to take a next step as a church and our generosity. And that's going to look different for everybody here, but this is what I know that as a leader it's hypocritical of me to challenge the church to do something that I'm not willing to do myself amen and I think one of the strikes against churches in, in years gone by is that leadership has said this is what God has called us to do now you guys go do it that's not how it works we're in this together so Kelly and I were praying and and I had a number that dropped in my heart. And I'll just tell you honestly where we are. I'll tell you the number. And I talked to Kelly and I said, hey, I feel like if we're going to do this, we need to lead from the front. We need to set an example. And I feel like the Lord has laid a number on my heart. And she said, well, what is it? I told her, she goes, that's funny because I've been praying and God's been telling me the exact same thing too. And so we feel like God is calling us 
to begin to give 20% of our income back to him. Okay, that's extravagant giving. That's us, okay? We've been tithing forever, so for us to tithe is just like whatever. It's automatic. So we believe God has called us to do above and beyond that. And I think that's appropriate because as a leader, you should be setting the example. Amen? So, so this is what God has called us to do. Um, what I want you to do is this. Take this card home with you and pray over it. We asked the leaders to do this a couple of weeks ago. Just take it home and pray over it. And put it before the Lord and say, God, what's the next step you're calling me to take in my area of generosity? And you can actually begin praying about next week. Say, Lord, what's the next step you're calling me to take in worship and evangelism and discipleship and not just generosity? But go home and pray. What's the next step, Lord? I was freaking out a little bit when I felt like the Lord was telling me to give 20%. Like, God, God, good. Uh, okay, are you sure about that? Uh, maybe, maybe I need to go check with Kelly make sure I'm hearing straight from God. And, and Kelly said, yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. And I was like, oh boy, that's great. And God spoke to me and he said, here's the difference in this. When you decide to give a certain amount, the responsibility is on you to come up with that amount. But if you take the time to listen to the Lord... And you put down the number that he's leading you to put down. Then whose responsibility is it? On, it's good. God's. Yeah. It's all on him. It's all on him. It all becomes part of the progression of growth that he has for your life. You're not doing something because you feel obligated to do it. That's not what we want. We don't do pledges here at this church. We don't do the... I don't, I'm not here to pump you up or get you super excited and get you to overcommit to something that's just ridiculous. What we're saying is... Take this week and pray and hear from the Lord. And whatever that next step is, take it. If it's just beginning to give, then begin to give. If it's giving a small percentage, then give that. If it's to take the step to become a tither, then do that. If it's to go be a, a, above and beyond the tithe and trust God in an area of generosity like Kelly and I are being led to, it doesn't have to be 20%. It could be 11%. Examples. Um, take those steps because the Lord is leading you to. This is what I know. When we take the steps and we give our time, our gifts, our talents, and our resources, then God is able to do something with it. And if we're believing for God to do bigger things this year, then we all need to take a step so that he can work through us to make that happen. This makes sense. We did the same thing last year and saw God move in an amazing way. We want to do the same thing this year. So that this time next year, we can be celebrating something miraculous that God has been able to do. Which, and here's what's cool. That it's to our account. That we have a part in. Because of our obedience, we will see countless lives changed and impacted. And I can't wait to talk to you next week about what that's going to look like. Service is going to be a lot shorter next week. Um, but I can't wait to celebrate that with you as we move forward. So here's what I'm asking you to do. Take this home. Pray over it. Hear from the Lord. And then next week we're going to come back and we're all going to make a commitment. And we're going to move forward as a church, not just in the area of generosity, but in all the areas, saying, God, we're all going all in together to accomplish what you're calling us to do as a church. How does that sound? Sound good? Sound good? Let's all stand. We get ready to close in prayer this morning. So take those cards home. I know that's going to create discussions as a family, and that's good. 
because I want to create discussions as a family. Maybe bring your kids into it. Maybe it's going to cause you to pray a little bit more. Go home and pray a little bit more, okay? It's not about the money. It's about us going all in in obedience to Him. And if we do what the Word says, that He's able to move in us and through us like the Word says He can. I don't know about you, but I don't want to hold anything back from God. Okay? That's not pastor leverage. It's just truth. It's just truth. And I want everything that we do here to be real and genuine and authentic. So go home and pray that God lay something on your heart. And let's come back. We're going to make a commitment. We're going to celebrate that. And listen, if you put a number on a card, it doesn't mean that the police are going to come knock on your door and say, Hey, you said blah, 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 and you're $10 short this month. Nah. We don't do pledges. Okay? We say, do what God's called you to do. And then give as he provides. This is what I know. As we give, he'll provide every time. Every time. How many of you say, Pastor Josh, I'm ready to go all in? Ready to go all in? Ready to go all in? We said that last week too. We're ready to go all in. Let's take a next step, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a next step. It's got to be real. It's got to be authentic. Does he have all of your heart or does he have part of your heart? It's amazing how moments like this can expose those things. Father, thank you so much for what you've allowed us to celebrate today. God, thank you so much, Lord, for what you've done in and through this church over the last year. God, I thank you for the obedience of so many people who have allowed you to use them to make that happen. Lord, as we're at the same point again this year as a church where we're looking Now that we've celebrated, we're beginning to look forward. Father, speak to us about what our part looks like because it's going to be very different this year than last year. Lord, speak to us. Speak to us. And I pray that we all take a step. Lord, I pray that we all lay down apprehension. Lord, that we lay down mistakes we may have seen people make in the past that have caused us to not trust in moments like this. Lord, I pray that we take our eyes off of what people have done and put our eyes on you and what you're asking us to do and that we trust you not a person that we trust you so speak to us this week lord lay things on our hearts so we can come back next week ready to commit and move forward on another level as we serve you lord we give you glory and we give you praise for what you've done and for what you will do in jesus name amen Amen and amen. Let's give God some praise this morning. Hey, God bless you. We love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching online. Hey, if you've got questions about any of this stuff, I'm an open book. So come talk to me after service or give me a phone call. Let's get some coffee. Let's talk about this. I'll answer any questions that you've got regarding it. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you.